0: Hey, growing up crazy, and today I would like to do a little diary entry here just to note to myself for the future and why the spiritual path, why the path with heart and spiritual life is so, um, I don't know, it's just, it is what it is, I guess. I'd say, not for the fan of heart, but that's not really it. I just, it's its its own unique walk where nothing's ever settled, and whew. The path forward always ends up... The path walked is different than what's on the map, always. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the the description is never the reality that is encountered. So, like, about relationships, so I, I really thought that I had myself pretty well figured out. I figured that I was, like, just more like a natural loner, you know, or, or, or naturally comfortable being alone. I've always been comfortable being alone. In fact, the only time I've ever felt lonely um, is when I'm surrounded by people that I can tell I'm just not relatable to whatsoever, that's the only time in my life I really feel lonely, but drop me in the middle of nowhere, and I feel completely content, and at peace, and connected to everything, and my personal story, my personal history, my my life has taught me, just in, in my my own view on relationships, is I've noticed that, that most people that I see that are together, um, are really together... Not entirely, but there's a very large element of it that is, that is is convenience-based. Uh, for the woman, it's having a child. For the man, it's having somebody at home to not be alone with and also physically compatible with. And and also, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass to find somebody new. And, you know, the financial uh, stability, you know, and the stability of having a life, especially if you have a family, which most people do. Most people have children. You know, that stability also... Uh, is needed. So, what I saw his relationships were just basically a whole bunch of things that never applied to me, or at least I didn't feel like they applied to me. You know, I'm totally comfortable being alone. I'm not willing to settle for either of just to have a family or just to have a convenient source of sex or companionship. Um, You know, because if I like somebody, go grab a cup of coffee. You know, it doesn't mean I'm going to marry them. You know, conversation, pick up the phone, have a conversation anytime I want. And I'm not unattractive, and I travel a lot. And in most countries, being a single, young, attractive guy, literally all you have to do is say yes. And this brings me to another portion of the thing, is I've said yes a lot through the course of my life. And honestly, sometimes where I've kind of, like, looked back and, like, really Justin really like you said yes to that but the weird thing was is that I've never been emotionally engaged like I've never I don't want to say emotionally engaged like I've always done Tantra and so I've always been able to move deeply through energy and sex is, for me at least, is like music, is like art, it's like all of the rest. Um, it's a question of moving energetically with people you're compatible with. And I saw it the same way as making music. Yes, you can make deep, powerful, and profound music with somebody that you know well. And you could also just be in a jam band, you know, and you could have an open mic night. You know, I see it's, it's all music, it's all the same thing. And it doesn't cheapen a musician, or at least this is the way I used to believe. It doesn't cheapen a musician to go to an open mic night. Um, or to go sing karaoke any more than it would... You know, it's not like it, not like, all music has to come as the result of, you know, a deeply connected, involved band that's been together 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how I thought of it. And I always thought that I just was made for this kind of lifestyle. What I always saw is the spiritual lifestyle. Because we've always, you know, we've all heard the 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 cliché, you know, of this the guru on the mountain. It always seems like... Whether it's the village, witch, the town, the town wizard, the guru on the mountain, you know the people interested in the spirit always kind of live alone. They live away from the village, and that's just what I th- just always don't actually assume that I was was sort of born into. But things are coming back with the recap, re- the, re- the remembering of my life. The more, the more deeply I'm able to move energy, especially since Ecuador, with like really getting in touch with the chi and having, I guess you'd call it a kundalini awakening experience um, and energy's moving, I'm actually remembering a lot of my past. Like a lot of my past was actually shadowed from me. And I believe it was a form of disassociation. Like I, I had a deep disassociation, especially as a teenager. And as a result, the memories of my past are sporadic, you know, but now they're coming back into a continuity. And, um, and it's made me start to to second guess everything, like the last message that I, I made about just my personal story. How it just suddenly appeared when looking at myself from the 5D. My personal story appeared to me all of a sudden as some sort of self congratulatory menage that I've been telling myself to get from one day to the next. And and I've start and recently I just had an experience where whew, I was watching a YouTube video somebody sent me on dancing. And the two people were two young people, I'd say 22, 23, obviously in love, obviously deeply, deeply, deeply in love and connected. And I started bawling like a baby. I started crying like a baby. And it wasn't just like crying, it was like sobs like you'd have if, if a family member you were close to died, if you just got that news. It was like that. And it came out of nowhere. And it also went back to nowhere and it was also like mi twinged with that was also mixed this sense of triumphant joy like it was also tears of joy like i could only imagine like if the, if you were to to be i, I can only imagine it would be similar to like say some some African American who grew up in slavery, like was born into slavery in the United States and then was there still alive or or maybe in ghost form for the Emancipation Proclamation or maybe when people, when black people were able to start voting first and seeing this and seeing like a young person that was able to vote, you know, or was free for the first time and just that sort of tears as well. It was like seeing this and the young people of like fucking right on, you know, it was like this, this this, just aching sob mixed with this rebel yell coming out of myself, and like I said, it came out of nowhere, it went back to nowhere, and it really left me wondering, like, how could I have felt something so deeply profound, and now be numb, now be completely numb, this doesn't feel like somebody that's, that's and now I'm starting to question my story, like, am I really somebody that's that's been purpose built for this sort of lifestyle, or is there some piece of myself that has just been creating some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that I adopted at an early age and I'm no longer aware of. And the more I look back, I remember um, the nickname that I had as a child that was given to me was actually love a lot after the Care Bear. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassing myself by telling this. And that person, I just remember it as like a statement of fact. And I also remember being feeling just a general sense of love towards everyone and everything first and foremost spirit my creator um, god and over the years that was cut off maybe someday i'll do the sharing of this as well but not right now because it's not important right now there's a sharing that goes behind all of this but that was cut off and i'd say viciously cut off and i always retained the love and devotion to spirit throughout my entire life it's the one thing that's never failed me but looking back um I could see how instead of my relationships that I've had in the past being proof of concept, whereas most relationships are dysfunctional, you know, that people just sort of um, endure as a means of avoiding aloneness and procuring stability, which was my old story. Now I'm beginning to question, or rather I'm trying to screw together the courage to question this belief and this self-analysis that I've always held is this really the state of relationships in general or the relationships that I've had in the past really just a way that I've been able to live out my trauma because they've been oh man the relationships I've had in the past are and committed ones um, were definitely an, exercising, a, an exercise in, in shadow work absolutely and I've just assimilated all of that as being this is just what relationships are and now I'm wondering, and I and I would tell myself that I'm not interested in having that kind of relationship. I'm not interested in settling. That yes, I will entertain the possibility of like a perfect love or of a soulmate or of a twin flame, if I should happen to chance upon one. And in the meantime, I'll just you know give the, give a casual thumbs up or thumbs down to whatever else might happen to come across my path. You know, grab low hanging fruit and all the rest and entertain the uh, the relationship when I feel like there might be a potential partner there. Well, like I said, the relationships always ended on in trauma, were based on trauma, we're, we're, were pretty bad. And I took that as proof of concept, and what I'm trying to do right now is screw together the courage to be able to take a, a new look at my life and actually wondering if the relationships that I've had were really just an expression of the trauma I held within myself the whole time. And whether... I'm purpose built for a life of aloneness, or whether I am just numb to render myself numb to a different this expression of, of self, this expression of spirit, the expression of spirit with another, um, because I just have always, I've learned to associate that with pain. And if so, if that is the case, if I, if I'm meditating on this and I'm beginning to have the terror <laughs> that everything I've told myself up until now is really just another lie and I am a morally bereft individual when it comes to sexual sexuality, because Jesus, whore of Babylon, you know, if I was a, if I was a woman. I would be that kind of slut that everybody likes to know you know the one that yes or no is 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 a toss of a coin whether say yes or no and approach it with no sense of judgment or conviction (laughs) With, with, with no sense of attachment whatsoever you know no sense of attachment no sense of judgment just completely casual you know and be that woman that everybody loves to know you know that um and I'm beginning to believe That, and I used to think it was okay because I didn't feel anything one way or another. It's like be like if somebody asking me if I wanted a cookie. Honestly, now that I'm that I'm that I'm trying to heal my blood sugar issues, I'd probably put more thought into whether or not I'd have the cookie than whether I'd go home with a random stranger. And since I didn't feel anything, I always just assumed that you know I didn't feel anything one way or another. So it was just a a nil set, like uh, like hosting an open mic with a guitar, you know. And now. I'm having to face what could be a completely different reality that I am just horrifically stunted and um, and damaged in terms of um, allowing spirit to move through me in the terms of relationships with other people and I have to uh, and if so it is so deep that it is the kind of thing that I could only surrender to God it can only be surrendered to spirit and allowed and allow spirit to to reconnect to make those connections and I've taken this into meditation twice so far and both times I've gotten sort of the inkling of the answer I don't want to hear that no I'm not how as I see myself as some uh, you know wizard on the hill or some guru on the hill or you know um, I'm actually this is one area that I am woefully immature in um, the expression of spirit to relationships and that the only way to possibly correct this is is what I suspect to to surrender the entire thing to spirit to surrender the entire thing to God to just let it go because I obviously have no control over this and if the 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 racking sobs that I felt after a YouTube video and there's also another experience that I had a while back where I responded to a text message and I went and and this woman's house dear Lord it was like, I mean, I don't want to be mean, but I can only say human wreckage, like like somebody who was def- desperately lost in life as well. And I was sitting there, and at one point I even asked myself in my mind, I'm like, am I really okay with this? Like, this woman needs help. Like, I should be giving this woman counseling. Not just simply my body, you know, but this woman is emotionally and spiritually, mentally, you know. And and yeah, like, okay, I'm just saying yes, but do I, don't I share some sort of not responsibility, but you know, shouldn't I be helping? This is a fellow human being. You know, instead of just simply engaging with the situation like an experience as any other, without judgment or condemnation, but still at the same time, why don't I sense a wrongness here? I should sense a wrongness. And that really gave me pause for a while. Because that was the first time I had an inkling that there might be something missing in me. Because every other sense that I had was reporting wrongness, you know, or or at least that I should be reporting wrongness at that time, but I wasn't. I was like, why, you know, is this really open mic or is this some sort of deep depreciation within myself? And the last two times of meditation I've got the answer that yes it is some sort of deep depreciation within myself and that those nerve endings psychic nerve endings whatever they happen to be have been fried at the source and that the only way to actually reclaim that to fix it to heal the damage sort of surrendering the entire thing to source surrendering the entire thing just giving it all to Jesus more or less you know having a true come to Jesus moment um, with the whole thing with my relationships with humanity and other people at close relationships. I can form regular relationships, no problem. But um casual, no problem. But uh and that there's a tremendous amount of healing that's gonna have to take place there. Um beginning first and foremost with myself. And actually that I'm going to be able going to have to really get onto this kundalini practice because it'll be the way in which I'm able to produce the healing. Um having the kundalini flow that experience that I had with the the energy moving between the water at the base of my spine and the light above my head, the golden light above my head, and having it pass back and forth, that'll clear up the blockages, that'll make remake the connections, and that will um, uh, facilitate the healing process. That is surrendering it to spirit, and I began doing that yesterday and woke up today with the most blinding migraine. Oh, I I had to take a prescription this morning to to fix it. So Again, as I discovered in the Maloka, my migraines are a big part of this blockage, and this blockage is, is cutting off a very large part of the human experience that I've yet to have in any but a casual and possibly destructive way. And so I just wanted to leave this here as a note to my son for his mental side, and also maybe as a statement to people following after, that yeah, that these are the kind of things that you become made aware of you know through this course and this process and this path and <laughs> it takes a little bit of just grabbing your ass with both hands and going with it and see where it may lead you know you might figure out that that you're not um everything that you thought you were and if so i have a I have a very large atonement i have a very large apology i have a very large um i believe yes reconciliation coming with those with the harm that I've done, with those that I've engaged with, you know. Because, yes, I could easily say that I was damaged, you know, and didn't know better. But also, it doesn't matter. You know, I still engaged in the behavior. I still partook in the damage. I still was an active participant, you know. And I'm responsible for that. You know, I'm responsible for that, Um, knowing or unknowing. So... That'll be another time, as I do believe there will be a universal I am sorry. And that level of forgiveness can only come from God as well. Um, I mean, there's no way I could possibly go back and make amends to have The amount of countries I'd have to go travel to, for one. And I don't even remember half the places I've been. Although that could probably be part of the recapitulation, is as I get my memories back, um, maybe I will recall people that I do have to go make amends to. Um, along the journey and be given that opportunity. And for the rest, um, maybe I'll just be given some kind of ceremony from spirit to perform or host. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I'll keep it posted here. And, oh, oh, Lord. Yeah, like I said, that's another reason why these things have to be given over to Jesus, the divine spirit, whatever you want to call it, because... That is the only force in existence that bears with it the level of forgiveness required to fucking manifest some of these these uh, paths we take in life, you know. But the verdict's still out. I'm still pursuing this one, but I'm beginning to highly suspect that um, that this that seeing myself in the five D will bear with it a lot of work, a lot of energy work, a lot of prayer, a lot of communion with the divine a lot of forgiveness a lot of um you know forgiveness all the way around <laughs> and a lot of what the fuck <laughs> okay growing up crazy much love i'll talk to y'all later so.